Thanks for downloading the HistoryHub.ie podcast. In this episode, Professor Jonathan Phillips of Royal Holloway, University of London. He is the author of several books on the Crusades, including Holy Warriors, A Modern History of the Crusades, and The Second Crusade, Extending the Frontiers of Christendom. This episode is part two of a four-part Q&A session with Dr. Edward Coleman of the School of History and Archives, University College Dublin. Here, Professor Phillips responds to a question about the reasons for the calling of the Second Crusade. The Second Crusade was, was called in 1145 in response to the loss of the county of Edessa, in, which is now, um, in north, it's now in southeastern Turkey, uh, very close to the Iraqi border, fairly close to the Iraqi border. It's not a great area to visit. And uh, this had been a Christian, one of the very first Christian cities, in fact the first Christian city um, in, in the early centuries of, of Christianity and the first crusade had taken hold of it uh, in, in 1097. It was largely Armenian. It's an interesting area because the, the most of the native inhabitants are Armenian Christians and they get on, they get on fairly well with the crusaders. But it was, it was captured by a man called Zengi in 1144 and that major first major setback to the Franks of the East prompts the Second Crusade. Uh, as Eddie mentioned, I wrote a, a book on this uh, a few years ago, and I was in part motivated to do it because there, the previous book on the Second Crusade was written in German in the 1860s. And while there's many books on the First Crusade, and many books about Richard and Saladin, and many books on the Fourth Crusade. This seemed a, an obvious, enormous gap. And cutting to the point, the Second Crusade failed. And I think that's why people have, have ignored it. But just because it was a failure doesn't mean that it's not interesting. It turns out that in the course of the Second Crusade, you, you have a, a moment in Western European history of enormous confidence. You've got Bernard of Clairvaux, the greatest churchman of the 12th century, saying to people, you are a lucky generation, fortunate to be alive in this year of jubilee when God is making you here now the people to whom he's giving this opportunity to do his work and to recover Edessa and to, to go on the Second Crusade. He practically promises them success, which is very dangerous. You have the first, in terms of evidence, you have the first surviving crusading bull, the first actual text of the crusading recruitment. The problem with the Council of Clermont is that it's always later accounts of the sermon after the crusade succeeded. This is the actual appeal. And the big theme in the appeal for the second crusade is you must live up to the deeds of your fathers. I talked about the the fame of the First Crusaders and their achievement, and a Pope called Eugenius III really rams that home in 1145-46. Shame on you if you let the great deeds of your fathers be wasted. So you've got some very powerful currents uh, turning people towards um, crusading. You have the first time that kings go on a crusade. There are no kings on the First Crusade. And 50 years later, of course, the attraction of it is such that the King of Germany, Conrad III, goes and King Louis VII of France go on the crusade as well. So it's, it's got a tremendous um, boost from the presence of these individuals on it. But I talked about this moment of confidence in the Latin West. And I mentioned that in Iberia, the Christians are pushing the Muslims south. 
the Christian rulers of Iberia turn to the Pope and say, could you um, add your support to our endeavours in Iberia and bring uh, and, and offer us full crusading privileges for the expeditions that we want to take place in 1147-48? And the Pope agrees passively. You know, he, he's reacting to that. And likewise, when Bernard tries to preach the crusade to the northern Germans, they say, hang on, there's a lot of, of pagans uh, a lot of sort of hairy people up to the to the um, east of us, and we really would like to try and bring them under Christian control. We don't want to go all the way to the Holy Land. How about you offer us full remission of sins for doing that as well? And Bernard is a little bit running ahead of himself in saying, yes, that's fine, but the Pope agrees um, um, to it. So you've got a three-pronged effort to expand Christianity. I mean, that's incredibly ambitious and confident. Don't see it as the Pope and his entourage moving pieces around a board like 19th century generals going, ooh, I think we'll expand here, I think we'll expand here. They are reacting to people asking them to extend the crusade privileges to the Baltic for the first time, I might add. That's the first time full remission of sins is offered for fighting the pagans in northeastern Europe and and also in Iberia, in what turns out to be Lisbon, capture of Lisbon, and also the um, Almeria and Tortosa on the east coast of Spain. So it's a moment of, of before they all set out, you have this moment of, of great optimism that Christianity's frontiers will be extended in these three different directions. In the event, uh, the crusade in northeastern Europe does not get very far at all, the Crusaders are largely bought off by the locals in the way that raiders and um, nobles have been bought off there for, for decades before. Nothing much happens. Iberia is the big success story with the conquest of Lisbon and the capture of Almeria and Tortosa. The Crusade to the Holy Land that Bernard uh, went on its way with Bernard's words ringing in their ears, you lucky generation, was not a lucky generation at all. It was badly organised, badly financed. <laughs> Conrad III was, was a bit over-ambitious and the march across Asia Minor of the French and German armies was a, a fiasco largely. They got really duffed up heavily by the Seljuk Turks, to use a technical phrase. And when they finally get to the Holy Land in a rather less than impressive state, they try to attack the city of Damascus, one of the great cities of the Muslim Near East. I know you can't go there now, folks, and for all the wrong reasons, but when it, hopefully Syria calms down, I urge you to go to Damascus. It is one of the great cities of the world and a very, very stimulating and uh, rewarding place. They try to attack Damascus and after four or five days they have to turn around and leave because there's a threat of Muslim relief forces from the north, I think is the main reason in a nutshell for that. Imagine that. You've spent two years getting to the Near East. You're kings. You are the men of the greatest status. You've been promised that you're the lucky generation. And after four or five days, without some great battle, you leave. It's going to take some explaining, isn't it? It wasn't as if there was some tremendous epic encounter in which you lost. You know, you fought bravely. Many, you, you killed many opponents. And finally, at the end, you were just sort of squeezed out. Nine, eight in extra time kind of thing. Um, no, you just left. And that means that somebody is responsible. And it sure as hell isn't going to be me. 
as it were, being one of these kings. Well, fingers are pointed in various directions. The Greeks are blamed because they're easy to blame because you always blame the Greeks for stuff that goes wrong. <laughs> Whether this is true or not, is they seem to bear some responsibility, I think, in, in one or two respects. Um, Conrad sort of admits a bit of a little element of responsibility that he, that he went on ahead rather too quickly across Asia Minor. They blame the, the, the Franks in the east for being bought off by the Muslims, again, in a, a traditional manner. I think that people in Damascus probably do give the local Franks some money, but that is already when the relief force is coming from the north. But either way, the consequence of the failure of the Second Crusade is to reduce um, a willingness of Western Europe to come and help the Franks in the East for a long time. There is mistrust for a good two or three decades after the failure of the Second Crusade. 